Sunday means sports cards at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, South Florida's premier sports card and memorabilia event, the PBKC Sports Card Show, live from the second floor of the legendary Palm Beach Kennel Club. Well, 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 he, he does it again. Even in a year where LeBron James doesn't make the playoffs, even in a year where we're not even really supposed to be thinking about this guy, in a moment where the NBA is in the offseason, we're talking about guys that are moving around, the draft just happened, LeBron James notches yet another milestone under his belt. And um, I, still, even this one, I've got to say, he has the Miami Heat to thank for because they are the ones that made him into a champion. J-Mart right here with me. I'm Theo Dorsey, as always. Big Teddy taking over here at the second floor of the PBKC for the premier one-day sports card and memorabilia show in South Florida. And there's one sports card, J-Mart, that I wish I had, you wish you had. Drake, rapper, Drake. I heard he spend like, $200,000 trying to pull this card. Oh, yeah. And that card was a LeBron James specialty card that just sold for $2.4 million over the weekend. J-Mart, what the hell, man? Why am I just, like, why is it so much money getting moved around and, and I'm not in it? You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know why you're not <laughs> in it per se, but the card itself that we're talking about is called a triple logo, man. Okay, so what right? does that even mean? So what that means is... And they're, they're game used. So these are patches. You know, when you look at the NBA jersey, you've got the, the NBA logo, the little Jerry West logo. Right. So this is that little NBA patch cut off of game-worn jerseys by LeBron. And there's one from his time in Cleveland. There's okay. one from his time in Miami. And there's one from Los Angeles as well. So all three so of the teams. So there's three of these uh, and it, it is a one-of-one one card. So, like, uh, a lot of times there will be a logo man that is just a guy and, and one logo. This is the triple logo man. So mm. it's a, it, it represents sort of a one-of-one one from each of his destinations. It's a, it's a pretty sick card. The, the, uh, the way I, I get it here from the headlines, the 2020-21 Panini Flawless Triple Logo Man LeBron James card. Like you said, a one-of-one one, and, again, sold at an auction 2.4 million, including the buyer's premium, and some golden guy. And I'm guessing he, Ken Golden. Ken he Golden owns Golden Auctions. Yep, owns Golden Auctions, and he's like the what the the Zuckerberg of of trading cards or something. Like what's happening here? No, he did, he owns an auction house that yeah. sells, and he he is one of the guys that that, the that can can move these big big cards for sure. Okay, for sure, uh, and you know. This is definitely an interesting one. Like, I, I'm not sure. Like, the timing seems odd yeah, to me. Like that it, he sold at this time. Yeah, yeah. Like, all the markets are down. Like, across the board. You know what I mean? Not, okay. just, not just cards. So, that obviously does affect cards. The NBA season is over. They didn't have a very good uh, NBA season. So it just Terrible season for the Lakers standards. And LeBron standards. The fourth time in his 19-year career he doesn't make the playoffs. And then he has a card sale. For $2.4 million, a card, J-Mark. And, and the, the point I'm making is that I think it probably could have gotten more wow. if they had sold it at a different time. And keep in mind, too, about this card, uh, another thing that's interesting to me, $2.4 million, and there's no ink on it. LeBron de didn't sign that card. There's wow. no signature on there. It's just patches from his jerseys. That's it. Incredible. And it, and it set a record 
for the most uh, a sports trading card has ever sold for, and who else but LeBron James. And I think that's what I want to kind of start with here as we're on the second floor of the Palm Beach Kennel Club. Again, uh, this sports card trading and memorabilia show, this is going on. It started at 9. It'll be going through 4 here on the second floor. Free parking. You got some beverages you can get to. And, of course, you have trading cards, sports memorabilia, and even stuff outside of sports and entertainment memorabilia. You can buy, sell, and trade up here. So many different vendors moving cards around. I didn't see that LeBron card here. No. And, I'll be on the lookout. Just for clarity, that LeBron is not the highest price card that's ever sold. Sports. I thought for the sports cards it was, but it's not. No, no, no. There was um, uh, LeBron. Actually, there was a LeBron card that sold for 5.2. Um, there was a 6.6. That's the Honus Wagner. So there's several. But they thought that this card would they compete thought it would be the... with, with that. Okay. So, so that's kind of what I mean, I guess. that like I didn't realize they thought, it, that, they thought that card could, could be the highest one ever. But so it got two point four when six point six is what they thought it could have gotten. Okay, so it, it the valuation or at least the estimated valuation of what that card could earn around six. The guy gets two point four. I'm sure he's not crying himself to sleep over that. But it, it brings me to this greater point right now, where of course it's a LeBron James card that is contending for or even in the conversation for the highest selling card or the highest netting card out there because. He just seems to have the Midas touch with these things. Like, not only did he become a billionaire this year, first active NBA player to become a billionaire, but it seems like whether it's his playing career, whether it's his ventures outside of playing, and even when it comes to just his character. I mean, so many guys, you think about even, I mean, hate to say it, but like a Deshaun Watson in the NFL, even some like Tom Brady with the cheating scandal. So many guys have these huge things hovering over them and these glaring marks. But it just seems like every single time LeBron James has this Midas touch where everything he gets into, every business venture, it turns up. Every team he goes to, they go and win a title, even when they have their down years. Like, when is it going to end? And is also, is there ever going to be a guy like him that we could easily say right now, sitting here, he's had an unprecedented run to where he is right now, not just as a, an NBA player, but as a businessman and as an, an icon just in in the culture right now, a card mm-hmm. again selling in a down year for two point four million. Will there ever be another guy like him to be able to do that, or gal like him to be able to do that going forward? Because I just don't see a better a better avenue to get to what he's doing. I mean, well, he's kind of given the blueprint, but can somebody follow it? Well, so that's the thing about these kinds of people is that they don't follow a blueprint. I mean, so. Like I guess, I guess in a way that they do. I guess in a, in a sense, you could say that LeBron He's followed a blueprint, a blueprint from MJ. Yeah. I guess you could, you could, if you wanna, if you wanna stretch it like that. Uh, but. But he's also extremely different, and I think if we ever do see, and I would assume that there will be. I mean, you know, human beings just we evolve. All, yeah, yeah. get better. So, uh, so at some point, but it won't be it won't be the same. It'll be different in in some way, shape, or form. Just like just like LeBron is is you know, I think he's sort of otherworldly, but his otherworldliness is different than Jordan's otherworldliness. Right, right. Uh, both. Otherworldly, though. Exactly. And that's the thing. You think about Michael Jordan. He's a guy that everybody thought his legacy on and off the court would be untouchable. With Michael Jordan, the ventures he got into, uh, his his shoe deal, the fact that Jordans are synonymous just with, like, fans. Like, Jordan himself is signing other athletes onto his brand now. Sure. And they're making money off of shoes. Elite-level athletes. So it's like people thought that that was something that might not be replicated 
LeBron is taking what Michael Jordan has done, especially with the off-the-court ventures, and he's almost multiplied it. So, and actually, as it relates to, to the, the hobby, one thing that is interesting about those two guys is, uh, and I guess it's a bit of a similarity, is that neither one of them has ever, um, uh, or not, not ever, it's been a long time since either one of them has had a bunch of autographs out. Yeah. Uh, meaning LeBron James ha- does, does not have a contract with any of the current companies that make uh, you know, regular sets of cards. So is that how it works with some of these guys? That that's why there's so many autograph cards out there, or select collections. They they sign deals with them, and then they mm-hmm. sign them. Okay, so yeah. LeBron doesn't have many of those. No, he has he has a deal. I, I believe it's uh, with with Upper Deck, but he doesn't really he doesn't really sign much. And that's the same thing w- with MJ. Um, that they there, there's very that company now doesn't put out a ton of of releases and, and yeah. that kind of thing, but. But that has actually, I think, has actually created a little bit more uh, intrigue for those two guys than because even, uh, I mean, frankly, even the Kobe's of the world, it is, it is 10, 20 times as easy to find a Kobe auto as it would be a LeBron. Wow. Wow. Because LeBron only had a couple of years where he was signing with one of the major companies. Like his first two or three years, yeah. he was signing. Like that five point whatever million dollar card that sold last year, that that had his had his autograph on it, and okay. it was a rookie card. And uh, you know that's you know that was a massive card. But to me, I do think that that's kind of interesting because their autographs are are very difficult to find. And if you have either one of their autographs on a card, it, it's a very valuable card no matter what. Yeah, I think, and again. Any autograph from one of those guys obviously exceeds anything that you're going to get from any other modern-day athlete. But also, to have an unautographed card sell like that, again, it's the Midas touch. Jordan had it in the 90s and moving on. And you think about it with Jordan. He officially retired, what, in 2004 um, with that second run with the Wizards, or third run, I guess. Uh, He didn't become a billionaire until a decade later. Mm -hmm. LeBron hit that mark this year, and it's continuing to grow. And I don't think – I mean. Nobody really knows when he's going to retire. He plans on playing with his son in a few years. Like Again, all of this tied into the fact that he just had a card. Um, what was it called again, the, the card? The, uh, it was a flawless triple logo man. Triple logo man. A triple logo man card he just had that sold over the weekend for $2.4 million. In a year yep. where LeBron James and the Lakers not only didn't make the playoffs. And it should but, have been more. It should have been way more. Yeah. That that card is uh, that card is going to get sold again for probably at least double really? at some point. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I'm probably wrong, but that's what I'm going to bet. <laughs> well, you should have invested in it, man. You should have told me. We could have got you to pay for it. <laughs> we could have started a little fun. Uh, all right, Big Teddy. I'll ask you next time I want to make a $2.4 million investment. Yeah, man, I could have handled at least like 2.3 of it. I just need you to get the other point one, man. That's what we do around here. But look, man, there's not – so when you think about a LeBron James card, then at that point, is there any market inefficiency with any kind of LeBron James sports memorabilia? Like, is there anything you could get in on at this point, or is it already exceeding the price of your average Joe to be able to try to get in and make any kind of profit off a LeBron card? Well, so, I mean, it depends. Like, it, you can certainly – I mean, right now, everything is down. So you could certainly – there is definitely plenty of LeBron cards that you could – buy right Get now on, what yeah. they're going for right now and then come come NBA season turn for a little bit of profit there and there's also the cool thing about cards now 
is that there's a lot of different levels. Like if you're if you're somebody getting into collecting that has an unlimited budget, you can't you can go get a two point four million dollar LeBron if you want to. Yeah. But also if you're if you're a kid and you've got fifteen dollars, you can find a, a really cool looking ten dollar LeBron card. Yeah. That's that's awesome. You know what yeah. I mean? So it really sort of run runs the gamut these days, which I think is really cool. Yeah, it varies for sure. Um, here on the second floor, there are also not LeBron cards being given away, but there are a couple giveaways here that will be coming up in the next couple of hours if you can make your way here. Again, free parking, second floor of the Palm Beach Kennel Club for the sports card and memorabilia show. The premiere one only happens once a month here in South Florida, and we have it going on right now. Two car, well, One of the cards you can get is a Tua Panini Mosaic Graded 10 card. I saw that one boxed up up there. It's looking pretty uh, pretty nice. And, again, J-Mar, you've talked about Tua. Yeah. He's a guy who, if you get in on him right now, this year could take off or could go south, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's certainly a guy that is poised uh, to, to you know, go north or go south. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, this, is, this is the year. <laughs> this is the, the breaking point. If you believe in Tua, make your way up here now so you can get into this entering, you know, this drawing to be able to get it for free. And if you don't, still do it because it could take off, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly. They got a couple car- boxes of cards too. Yeah, they? I think there's a box. Of, there's also a box of cards being given away. A 2020 select football sealed box, 24 cards in there. So you could okay. pull any given athlete in that one that could take off. Two of the giveaways uh, along to go with so much more here on the second floor. So make your way out here for the sports card and memorabilia show, buying, selling, trading here on the second floor again of the Palm Beach Kennel Club. Jmart right here, myself, Theo Dorsey. There, there's one big glaring card, though. Out of all of the wonderful collections I've seen out there, yeah. there's one glaring card that myself, you, Stone Lebanowitz, who's here with us, we all went on the search for it to see if we can find it, and we didn't. And we didn't. We'll tell you which card that is. I'll, I'll give you a hint. Has a little bit to do with a big sporting event that's coming up tonight that we're going to actually have <laughs> on our broadcast here. Uh that card was missing, so what I'm doing right here is going to be almost like a call to action. If you have that card and you're sitting at home, or maybe somebody up here, one of the vendors, does have it and we missed their table, I want to see it. I want to know what it's going for because I'm very interested. We'll get to that and more when we come back from the break. For Jay Bart, I'm Theo Dorsey. We're live here on the second floor of the PBKC on ESPN 106.3. Live from the second floor of the legendary Palm Beach Cattle Club, the PBKC Sports Card Show. We are back here on the second floor of the PBKC, the sports card memorabilia show. Once a month, always on the last Sunday. And as always, you get myself, Big Teddy, Theo Dorsey, and we got J-Mart to the left of you. Why are you laughing right now, J-Mart? Because you're calling yourself Big Teddy. That's a ridiculous thing for a human being to do. Well, you know what? It's it's what I, it's what they call me. All right? You can't no, get mad no. at me. I've never heard they call you that. They I've only it. heard you call you that. Well, they do it. You know what? You need to get out more, J-Mart. That's your problem. That's your problem. You all, that, all that gray in your beard and all that hate in your voice, you need to get out more. Oh, you're not wrong on any level. You know what? Stone Labanowitz, who we have uh, here what this did that I thought was so genius and I wanted to bring it up earlier. Well, it's, you're clearly wrong. Well, you're right. Stone, usually when Stone <laughs> makes genius moves, it's on accident. I think he did this one on accident. He had the, the, the drink tickets here because obviously on the second floor here, we do have concessions. You can get yourself mm-hmm. some beverages as you buy, sell, trade. And as he was picking up the drink tickets, before he even started to ask us what we wanted to drink, he was walking off towards the concession stands um, to go buy it giving us little time 
to think about it or even try to converse yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what he did was he forced us into a quick decision, which was good. It's it really kind of an invitation. It was yeah. like, I'm going, I'm asking you. I don't want to ask you. Yeah. I really don't want to know what you want. He didn't want to do it, yeah. Right, right, right. That was really his intent. His intent was, I hope they don't say anything. Then I'll just get myself a couple drinks and I'll take their free drink tickets. Right. Uh, versus what he did in actuality was made us make a quick decision, which we did. I got myself a water and I think he got a Coca-Cola or a Pepsi. I'm sorry. Pepsi. I didn't get anything. You didn't get anything. Because I don't trust him. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I got to check. I, I got to make sure this water was sealed before he handed it to me. We'll have to check on that. Uh, before we left you on that first hour, I, I talked about one card that, again, before the show, about 15 minutes before the show, as we were doing our pre-show meeting, J-Mart here, myself, Stone Labanowitz, we were discussing um, which cards, or we're really discussing game six of the Stanley Cup final tonight, and which card might be a card that uh, is missing from here. Stone brought up a good point. The, the greatest player right now in hockey, <coughs> Nate McKinnon, right? I said it, and we're I, both, you know. I don't know. J-Mart and I have no I've clue. never heard of that person. <laughs> J-Mart and I have no clue. We're just learning here. Nate McKinnon, the greatest player in hockey right now, obviously. And we didn't see any Nate McKinnon cards and for an answer on that, because obviously tonight is game six of the Stanley Cup final, the Colorado Avalanche up 3-2 in the series over the Tampa Bay Lightning, trying to close it out on the road in Tampa tonight. Actually, the coverage of game six will be live here on ESPN 106.3 starting at 7.30. Make sure you tune in on that. But instead of me and J-Mart here who don't know much about hockey except for that it's really cold and people are really drunk at the events, we're bringing in uh, our resident Hockey expert Stone Labanowitz. One of the people that's really drunk at the event. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he that gets much into the true. spirit. <laughs> so, Stone, throw yourself on a headset here. Um, make sure you got your levels right. And we're going to need you to bring in some of that hockey expertise because Game 6 Stanley Cup Finals tonight, we might be crowning a champion in the NHL, um, which would be happening in hostile environment if that happens. But also, why the hell ain't no Nate McKinnon cards going around, man? Now, I'm not going to lie. That's very surprising. Yeah. Like, I expected to see plenty of Nate McKinnon cards because if you know hockey, you know him. Of course. So there's a reason you guys don't know I mean, him. he's a white guy. He plays some <laughs> hockey. He's really good. He's from Colorado. He's from Colorado. Yeah, so as far as this game tonight, I mean, I think this is one of the most highly anticipated hockey games, I don't know, in, in five years. Tampa Bay has a chance to extend it to seven. They just survived a giant game five. Mm. But if, if, if you're a casual, I would lean Colorado and the Avalanche tonight. And exactly Nate McKinnon. That's the reason. He's the guy. He's due. He is the greatest points-per-game player in, in, in NHL history when it Whoa. comes to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, when he goes through a playoff series, he usually is the guy who's averaging more than a goal a game. And that's really hard to do. And he hasn't done that this series. And I think after the disappointment and not closing out the series at home, we're going to see Nate McKinnon net one or two Mm. And I, I look for the Avalanche to kind of hoist that trophy tonight. Wow. Who, who? How old is that person? <laughs> how old is that person? Not even Nate McKinnon, I that would, person. Na- yeah. Like that, how long has he been in the league? Um, is he a mainstay? Is he like more Luka or is he more LeBron? Like, is he? That's a really good call. I, w- mm, he, I think he's 26, 27 years old. Yeah. You can give me somebody else because I don't know if he's either of those guys. I would give Giannis. him. Mm, I would give him more of. A, uh, and I'm sorry to say, I think I have recency bias here, but I would, I would go more of the Jason Tatum. Like he's fully wow. here. He's established. He's in club superstar. He's 26. He's 26. Yeah, he's he's 100 in club superstar. Like yeah. he is the bouncer at this point. Like everything comes through him. If they need, that's not Tatum though. He's he's better than Tatum then. 
Yeah, he might even be a little bit better than he Tatum. He might be Luka. He might be more he, Luka. He might be Luka, man. He, he, he plays at a different speed than everybody on the ice. So for, Elevates in the playoffs. Elevates in the playoffs. So for casuals who aren't really invested in the Stanley Cup Finals, I think this is a great game to tune into because you're going to see the best player in hockey show up in the biggest game of their season with a chance to hoist the Stanley Cup trophy. J-Mart, does that mean anything to you? No, no. Stone was so passionate just now. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I, I yeah, I, I don't care about. <laughs> Jamar's over here I'm trying so hard to, McKinnon. I yeah. try so hard to. Care, I want to call him Kate McKinnon. I know. I like Kate that. McKinnon. Well, I'm not not in a bashing way, but when I say Nate McKinnon, I think of Kate McKinnon because of SNL and what. Okay, but I yeah, mean she's amazing. Yeah, that she's makes amazing. all the sense in the world. So, so then he's I, the Kate McKinnon of hockey. I guess if you guys, <laughs> if I can't get you guys interested in the best player in hockey in the biggest game of the season, <laughs> I might just up the ante a little bit. And you know, if you're a gambler, if you're looking to make some money, like taking there we go. taking him to score more than a goal tonight is going to be plus money. And it, it and I it, would hope so uh, for sure. For sure, but but it it, it it'll, it's surprising because he'll be like. It'll well, you're be at, saying he's due. That means he's cold right now. He's a little cold. It's the way Tampa Bay is kind of playing their defense. Like they're, they're isolating him, and when he comes on the wing and attack, there's usually two thrown on before he even gets halfway. You know, um, through that half court or that that halfway line. It's like. They're playing him a certain way because he is that Luca. He is that Jason Tatum guy, but he's going to break loose tonight. Like okay. I said, he plays at a different speed. No he'll, more he'll Tatum references, please, because Tatum is not that guy. I think we learned that already. <laughs> so you can't keep telling me Nate McKinnon is that guy and then keep bringing up Jason Tatum. You know what? I, I, I'll go more your speed because he is an inevitable force. He is Jimmy Butler. Like, oh, he, he I, like, is, it. like, I like it. He I like is it. like, okay, we need a bucket. We need a stop. Yeah. I got it. Like, I handle us. Put the puck on my stick. And I'll do the rest. So, so I should have said Jimmy. Still playing hockey here. Yeah, we, we, okay. still playing hockey. So he's more of the Jimmy Butler speed. Okay. So I should have started with him. Okay, I like that. So now I need to I need the question answered, Jmart. If there's a guy of that level, then why is it? Maybe if you're riding your car right now and you have a Nate McKinnon card, or if you're a vendor up there and you do, I'm kind of interested to know what his value right now is, is on the market, and also why I couldn't find a Nate McKinnon card out there anywhere. Stone, Jmart, I need answers. I would lean to to Jmart in the in the sense of he always talks about popularity. Yeah, and cards prices rise. It's about hype. When you have hype and when you have swag, so he's got to win that final tonight. Then, yeah, but it's not even that. He doesn't have social media. Like oh, wow. when, when when he wins a game in OT and he scores the last two goals and they tie and he wins an OT and they put the mic in front of his face, how do you feel about your performance tonight? What do you think of the guys? And and he doesn't. He's just looking at the ground and he'll give you something like, you know, we're just on to the next game. I, we're just working hard. So and he's Tim Duncan. He's Tim. Mm, he, he is borderline uh-huh. Tim Duncan. He has no social media. If you're not a hockey fan, you have no idea who he is because he's not out and about kind of doing the streets, promotional stuff. Like, he's a really quiet guy who doesn't do anything in press conferences, doesn't talk about himself. Hmm. So we got it's going to be tough then. And I was wondering that, too, because even as I looked for a Nate McKinnon card, I didn't see much hockey in general. And, and it's, is it because part of it, hockey just doesn't have a lot of – It's the market we're in. Yeah. So, I mean, we're in South Florida, which I get. We have – obviously, Tampa's right there. Yeah, yeah. And then we also – we have four, the, Panthers, the Panthers, which they are – you know, they're – somehow good now which is <laughs> which fine. is they odd a, they but it's egg. still it's still south florida yeah it's still like the weather is just like if you were if you were at a similar show uh in, in detroit there would be a, a higher percentage of hockey cards represented okay. on, on oh the floor. yeah if they were doing the show in detroit the entire hour would be subjected around this game six and nate mckinnon might just be so 30 you, minutes of the show are you saying that he's saying our show rundown isn't isn't good here? absolutely is not there is nobody <laughs> in south florida there's not even a roller hockey rink there may be two around where we are right now so yeah. it makes all the sense in the world that there are none right here there's not a market for it like jmart said you're right i get that i get that i get yeah, that I'm i not don't gonna, care about it yeah 
I, I definitely can't refute it because if it wasn't going to be on our airwaves tonight, I would not care as much about it. But it is. Guess what? 7.30, coverage starts. Game six of the Stanley Cup final. Can we at least make predictions before we go to break? Yeah, that's what I was going to do. I think so. Expect a lot of goals. I think both teams are going to come out firing. Expect Nate McKinnon to uh, net one if you if you play DraftKings, if you're betting. Like, just take everything Nate McKinnon. What's I, the over-under on? Uh, I, I would presume uh, six. I think they're going to keep it at six flat, and I think it goes over. I mean, both Tampa Bay. It's they, a must-win. It's a must-win game. They can both score at will. Tampa Bay's never been afraid of anything. The Avalanche are going to try to end the series, so I think they go at each other's throat early, first period. Probably you see more than one goal. So you yeah. can take two goals in that first period. It's a fruitful series. I think it might go. It could go. I don't it know. Fifty-fifty. Okay. I clearly know nothing Jay about Mark, hockey. I need a prediction, though, man. I haven't paid attention in forever because that over under six seems like a massive number for a hockey game to me. But he's just like, yeah, throw it. Like, like we're talking <laughs> about the Golden State Warriors or something. Like they're going to be throwing in <laughs> very, three pointers or something. Very, um, very similar to that. I mean, just just for the fun of it, let's go with the Lightning, right? I mean, like I want want to get to a game seven. I want to not care about another hockey game. Yeah, yeah, why not have more hockey games that me and J Mark can totally, totally be oblivious. Too. That's exactly right. <laughs> like, that would be great. So, last week on Ken Livica Live, I did say Colorado Avalanche in seven. It was going to be a fruitful series. So, I'll rock with you guys tonight. But my brain tells me the Avalanche and the series, but my heart says, let's go seven. I'll, if I'll your brain then. says the Avalanche, let's go Lightning, baby. <laughs> I'll, I'll make a prediction. Yeah, exactly. I'll make a prediction here, too, for myself. <laughs> uh, so, the Lightning. I read somewhere, because I do my research, 4-0 and in elimination games in Ooh. the past three Stanley Cup playoffs, right? Yeah. Because they won the last two True. championships. They're trying to make a three-peat. They haven't, you know, that hasn't happened in the NHL since the 80s. I think the Islanders, we talked about this pre-show. Yep. I think the Lightning, with the resilience that they've had and shown the past three years, I think they win it tonight at home, they take it to seven. But on top of that, you know what else I think? Because I heard so many Jason Tatum references in 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 co- in connection to uh, Nate McKinnon, I think Nate goes scoreless tonight. Wow! I'm going anti Stone. Wow. Nate goes scoreless tonight, and, and you know what? That's why there's no cards, no Nate McKinnon cards up the here be- because <laughs> they know here they know greater. They know what greatness is here. I saw some Jimmy Butler. I saw some D Wade. I even saw other NHL guys. Didn't see any Nate McKinnon. The bet is on. The bet is on. Bet's Nate on. McKinnon scores the one of the first two goals tonight. Either team, the bet is on. Okay, let's do it. What's the bet? Uh, well, the I don't know. We'll figure that out. We can, we can do a little uh, however we want to do it. <laughs> however we want to do it. Last time I tried to bet you a salad and you weren't going for well, that. Well, salad was like the salad, the salad that you wanted me to partake in. Um, was not a good salad, so I didn't want to be. It was more of a misery for you to buy me that salad when I won. And I just didn't want you to go through that hassle. Well, we can figure it out. I'll, I'll use it. We'll as figure a- it out on Ken Levick Alive on Monday what it will be. Um, but we are betting it. Absolutely. Should we not say the stakes before it happens? Because then the loser's not going to want to own up to the stakes if we do it after. Well, it's on record, so. We'll do it after the break then. After the break, we'll come up, or during the break, we'll come up with the stakes for this bet. And then after the break, we'll announce those, and then we'll have it pay up on Ken Levick Alive on Monday. Thank you, Stone Labanowitz, for coming in and being the <laughs> hockey expert. Is that not riveting, J. Mark? Uh, it's not riveting, but I'm excited. You know what? Name another guy in the Stanley Cup final right now other than Nate McKinnon. Who are the teams? <laughs> and that's all we need to know. <laughs> We're live here on the second floor of the PBKC. Make your way down here right now. You still have a chance to get the free Tua card as well as a unopened sealed box of 24 cards and much, much more. They're buying, selling, trading cards until 4 o'clock. We're here until 11. For Stone Labanowitz, for J Mart, I'm Theo Dorsey. We're live here on ESPN 1063. 
Live from the second floor of the legendary Palm Beach Kennel Club, the PBKC Sports Card Show. Welcome back. It's Theo Dorsey, or as J-Mart calls me, Big Teddy, alongside J-Mart here <laughs> on the second floor of the PBKC for the monthly, I want to say annual every time, but it's the monthly sports card memorabilia show. Uh, they're buying, they're selling, the trade, and you can still make your way up here. They're doing that until 4 o'clock. The giveaways haven't happened yet, right? The two big giveaways? Uh, not yet, no. I believe they're happening at 12 and 1, so make your way up here soon because you can win yourself a Tua Panini Mosaic graded 10 card, and I know exactly what that means. Hopefully you do. <laughs> and ah. a, a 2020 Select Football sealed box <laughs> with 24 cards in there. So for the sealed, what would you rather have? Would you rather have the Tua card or the opportunity at 24 cards in that sealed box, which you never know what you would be able to get out of that? Well, I mean, in this specific instance, I think I would probably go. I, w- I would it's probably go with Tua. I okay, you'll go, go with, with the known commodity. I think so. and, and you know, the thing is, are you risk adverse though? Before you get into this, is that because you're more of a one in the hand, two in the bush guy, or what? Not, dude. I am so the opposite. I am so you're such a, risky a guy. stupid gambler. <laughs> but but I just feel like in that case. If it's both free, I will take the the sale. But like I don't, I love opening packs. It's always so as you a would collector. take the pack or you would take the tour. And no, no, in this case, I would take the tour because you're just asking me, and I'm gonna get. I think yeah. that's got the, the most value. But me in general, like just as a general rule, you're gonna do much better if you just buy single cards, really, as opposed to opening packs. Because opening packs is gambling. Yeah, that's it is. what I mean. That's really what what it is. The the uh, vast majority of the time, you're not going to get anything, um, but it's fun, and sometimes you do get big stuff. So it's a lot more, you know. I, I don't know. It's a, I guess gratifying. Yeah. Than just buying singles. So there's more skill in buying the singles because then you're more so taking whatever sports knowledge you have and wielding that to say, I'm gonna buy this card low, hope that it goes high. Versus opening packs is more luck because you're hoping that you luck up and pull a great card in that pack. Exactly. That's how it kind of works. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're learning. We're learning by the day here <laughs> on the second floor. And I see so many people buy, selling, and trading. We've never found that Nate McKinnon card, so still a call to action. If you got the Nate McKinnon card, let me know what it's going for. Show it to me. Bring it up here. If you're riding around right now and you realize, oh, I have a Nate McKinnon card at home, this is what you need to do. Drive home, get the card, come up here, second floor of the PBKC Buy, sell, and trade, and this is the premier South Florida sports card memorabilia show, and it's going until 4 o'clock. J-Mart and myself, Theo Dorsey, we have you here until 11, and we just talked a little Game 6 Stanley Cup Finals. We made our predictions, uh, and also on top of that, I guess me and Stone never even talked about the bet, but we'll get to that at another point. Oh, yeah, you didn't. That's right. Um, I think it'll be that maybe it'll be a – I'll come up with it right now. Um, A sub. I just want a sub sandwich. Every now and then I get hungry, a sub sandwich would be good from whoever's choice of deli, depending on who wins. Uh, that's how we'll do it on Monday. And I would love you to deliver that. What's the that. bet? So the bet is Nate McKinnon not scoring, right? Yep. I'm saying Nate McKinnon doesn't score. He's saying Nate McKinnon scores multiple goals. So what if he scores once? J-Mark, don't ask tough questions, man. We, did, we weren't prepared for that. It, it'll be a... If he scores, well, he's Stone, from, Stone is saying he does. He's saying it's, it's, he's saying it's no goals versus goals. Is that what he's saying? I'll go with it still. I don't care. 
No goals versus goals. I'm going no goals for Nate McKinnon just because if Stone thinks he's going to score multiple goals, then obviously he might not even play. Uh, Stone has been incorrect <laughs> on so many things <laughs> as much as long as I've known him. Um, so <laughs> tonight we got game six of the Stanley Cup Finals. Again, coverage will start here on ESPN 106.3 at 7.30. It'll be in Tampa. The Rays, or uh, not the Rays, the Lightning, excuse me, looking to stave off elimination once again. Um, as they play the Colorado Avalanche in Game 6, down 3-2. Also, the big news of today, especially pertaining to sports card trading and sports memorabilia, is the LeBron James Flawless Triple Logo Man card. One of one, it sold at auction Saturday night with uh, with the collectibles marketplace Golden for $2.4 million. We talked about the fact that LeBron James, he just has that Midas touch right now in sports. And there might not be another guy like him, and there definitely hasn't been a guy before him, J. Mark. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's an interesting thing. I guess it depends on how you define that that uh, Midas touch, like you just said. Um, I think you mean. I think you mean it. Everything he touches turned to gold. Beyond right. Yeah. So, so the point of it is beyond sports. The the point is uh, beyond just sports. Yeah, exactly. On and off the court, he became a billionaire, obviously, this year, even though he did not make the NBA playoffs. Go ahead and put the headset on yeah, here man. because we have a special guest joining us right now here on the second floor of the PBKC as we gear up and talk some LeBron James. We talk some Stanley Cup final. We bring in Tom Rooney, CEO of the National Thoroughbred Racing Association. Obviously, you hear the name Rooney. We always have Pat on here. We decided to... Boom, hit the upgrade button, bring that's in Tom. Right. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> thanks for coming in Big here. upgrade. <laughs> Wait, Tom, what's the difference between you and Pat age-wise? Uh, he's like, I don't know, six or seven years older than me. So. Six or okay. seven years older. Wow. Yeah. I can't we keep had, up. We had seven brothers and sisters, and we're <laughs> like all within like nine years. So <laughs> Man. My, my brother Pat was born... Uh, and I think my sister was born like nine years later, and there's seven of us in there. So. Wow, <laughs> yeah. man. Wow. And the Rooney tree is very confusing because you choose from like five different names, and that's it. And there's juniors, <laughs> and there's twos, and there, yeah. it's very complicated. Yeah. Well, we, we all have like attention deficits, so we have to keep it simple <laughs> and, you know, give, give nicknames or something. Exactly. In there. I love it. That's smart. Well, thanks for uh, joining us here right now. And, and also – I we have to ask the question because we were talking about LeBron James. He just had a card that sold for $2.4 million last night. Um, really? A, a triple yep. logo man, as J-Mart tells me, because I'm not a big card guy either. But also $2.4 million, and J-Mart said it could have sold for $6 million if the guy waited on it. Is there any other athlete? I mean, we have Tom Brady. We have Patrick Mahomes on the up-and-coming. You think about quarterbacks in the NFL. Think about baseball. I don't know if a Mike Trout will ever do as well because – well, of but the name brand value. literally none of those guys that you're mentioning have the off the field stuff like you're talking yeah. about the, the the industrial like the business sense. Yeah, like you like the only guys like the MJs of the world. Yeah, uh, and again, you you astutely mentioned even with MJ that was more after, after the career. career. So uh, yeah, I mean it's kind of a it's kind of a unicorn in that sense, I guess. I'm not. I mean, nobody else is coming to mind for me that has that much dominance on the field, but has also, at the same time, had business success or at the same time, right? Something like, comparable. Yeah, no, I, don't, I think LeBron is 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 in a league of his own in any sport when it comes to not just his you know play, but 
all the things that he does. I mean, you know, he has the school for the kids from his you yeah. know, uh, town in, Akron, in, o- yeah. in Ohio. Private school and, in Akron, yep. And then, you know, he had that show on that where it was just him and a bunch of guys sitting around, and that was very successful. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems like anything that he has, the he's one of those guys that just sort of has these ideas, and it doesn't need, need to be just like an athlete, but just he's one of these people – that you know, we get to share planet Earth with for a while. That's just like just a lot more exceptional than everybody else. And and uh, to try to compare him to somebody else in sports, you know, I don't think it's really fair because he's just such a fluke and a freak. Yeah. When it comes to being able to do that, so I can't believe that that card went for that much. I that's great. Um, yeah, and he didn't even sign nice. it. It wasn't even like it was a yeah, signed no card. Autograph, yeah, he had nothing to do with it. It just sold. For Does that signing cards make them worth more though? So, or? like, like a LeBron James autograph card is it, absolutely the value because LeBron James autographs are are tough. He hasn't been signing on on regular like trading cards for yeah. for a long time uh, since his first couple years in the league. So his his autograph is very highly in demand. But this card. Literally doesn't even have an autograph. It's just, um, you know, all the NBA logos, they have the, the NBA patch on them with mm-hmm. the Jerry West logo. It's literally, they take the logo man from, they took it from a, a game-worn jersey from his time in Cleveland, one from Miami, and one from L.A. So they're, it's just those three, three logo man on, yeah. on a card. No autograph or anything, and it sold wow. for $2.4 million. And they de- they thought it was going to be way, way more. But obviously, I mean, all the markets are down. Basketball season just ended. I'm not yeah. exactly sure why they sold that card. Huh. That seemed kind of kind of. They yeah, wanted us to have a to show me, topic today, Jay Mark. I mean, <laughs> what the hell do you mean? Why, why else would they sell the car right now? <laughs> so I, I came here uh, uh, a few months ago and just saw how much of a buzz there was. And I actually still have, like, this box of trading cards like i found it mm. and i found this one jordan but it was like him playing baseball and i'm like that's man cool, this yeah. is probably going to be worth a lot and it wasn't no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's the worst part for me with the trading card thing is as a guy that's a novice yeah every single like half of the things you pull or look at you're like man this could be something <laughs> or it could be garbage right? yeah and, ha- and more than half the time is garbage and when you're looking at, at, at older stuff particularly like 80s it's almost always gonna gonna be negative but the cool thing is, though, like you don't collect, but there's a certain energy you get when you find those old cards. Yeah. And so my point being that, like, when you come to a card show, it's fun and you, you get into it, even if you're not a collector. Like, even if you're just a baseball fan or a football fan or whatever, it's it's fun to come and check out what everybody has because it's it's all over the board and it's it's history. You know what I yeah. mean? It's sports yeah. history. Yeah, yeah. I did see a show recently about some kid who was just some you know, middle-class kid that was buying cards. And I guess he got lucky with a few of them and, you know, things started to explode a little bit. And then he took the money from that and bought a few more. I think it was on Brian Gumbel's Real Sports or something. And then mm. he he ended up making so much money. I think he was like 16 or 17 that he's like, I'm not going to – told his parents he wasn't going to college and he wanted to keep doing this. And they support him because he was making so much money. But – um Hmm. I, I had I, I had no idea that this was taking off the way that it is like as sort of like a I don't want to say like crypto but like stock market type thing because you actually are getting a tangible uh, thing when you invest in it and, absolutely and, and, and it, it is similar I mean like right now the the card market is in kind of a rough place because all of the financial markets right. are but but there are certainly there's articles that you can find um, that sort of lay out 
the difference if you had invested in, in let's say starting in 2000 invested in sports cards versus the the stock market and yeah. you know there's all kinds of qualifiers and whatever but but the sports cards actually performed wow. much much wow, better cool. much wow. better so so yeah it is very it, it's very different it's kind of fun we were talking about this earlier like what i what i find enjoyable about it is that in this day and age there's not just one or two cards of the player, there's a ton. So that you can get a LeBron for $2.4 million if that's your price range. Yeah. But if you're a kid and you got three bucks, you can find a cool-looking LeBron card for three bucks. No right. problem. Right. You know what I mean? So uh, I really enjoy the fact that it's all over the board. When it comes to your personal fandom, are you Pittsburgh? Across the board, you'll see the uh, hat right there. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I'm Pittsburgh. Well, I'm Pittsburgh, except I'm, I'm a Sixers fan. Got some fan. Philly, yeah, that's yeah. exactly. So you know, because Pittsburgh doesn't have a basketball team. So right, right. Um, and I, I was born in Philadelphia and grew up there. I, you know, when we were when we were younger, we didn't have like satellite or direct TV. We used to have to watch all the Eagles games. Just so, and my kids were like fascinated by the fact that I knew I know everything about the Eagles in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't rooting for them. I was just hoping that like they cut away and give like a Steelers highlight once in a while. But <laughs> um, but no, we are we are diehard Sixers fans. We even Phillies and Flyers fans. I think, I think my brother Pat would say he's a Flyers fan and a Phillies fan. But um, I went to college in Pittsburgh and just sort of got into them and. The Penguins were doing really good when I was in college, so I went to some of those games and you know follow them a little, bit, a little bit. If they make the playoffs, then I'll start paying attention. There it but, is. <laughs> but Sixers, Sixers, and Steelers are probably my two biggest teams. How you how you feeling right now? And again, we have Tom Rooney uh, here with us, Jay Mart, Theo Dorsey here. How how are you feeling about the state of those Sixers? I think it's a Weird time to be a Sixers. It's a fan? total weird time. We went through the process. I, I was not a big fan of the process. You know, going through all those years of uh, uh, Stephen, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean you, you don't have that juice anymore, but we got this kid Melton from Memphis uh, a couple days ago the after Anthony the Milton, draft. Yep. Yeah, I you know, I watched his highlight film. I really like him. He's also a playmaker, so um, you know, Tobias Harris is real good and and uh, we traded Danny Green. I, I like Thibault, but, you know, he sort of disappeared on us in the playoffs, and I think Philly kind of, like, went sour on him for that. But, um, yeah. but I, hey, I think, that we're, I think that we're right there with those other teams, especially in the East, and, and who knows, you know, hopefully Steph goes cold in the three at some point and yeah. somebody <laughs> else can win. What's up, what would be the wish list item then? Out of all the stuff that the Sixers have done this offseason, what's on the wish list for you as a fan that you say, okay, they do this move, I feel good about coming into the fall. Uh, get Jimmy Butler back. <laughs> I mean, seriously, not going like to happen. Playing against playing against the Heat and just thinking that we had this guy and we let him go for. I'm not going to badmouth other guys that we don't have anymore, but I'm jeez. If we had Embiid and Butler. And and Tyrese Maxey. And they love wow. each other too. Those guys love each yeah. other too. We might be getting them beat down here in Miami. Is is uh, some of the uh, <laughs> tea leaves? That would be amazing. <laughs> I love Joel Embiid, man. That that guy to me is is if you know his story and pay attention yeah. to his character and stuff. Like I really, I'm a big fan of that. Dude. Well, and they, you know that one time when we lost to uh, I think Toronto, and they got the film of him sort of crying in the in the in the yeah. ramp. It's just like the guy cares. You know, you know why wouldn't you? want a guy to be upset 100%. for losing especially with the shot like that yeah. where it was like bouncing bouncing then Incredible. went in um 
you know, that's Twitter for you, though. Yeah, yeah they'll make fun of anything you do. But, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. But I, I like that emotion. Me too. In, in, in a guy that really wants it that bad. Is that part of? And I know there's so many layers and facets to it. And I know you say you don't want to bad mouth guys that left the Sixers, mm. but is it the lack of emotion, the lack of seeming the care of Ben Simmons that drew so much ire from Sixers fans? Because also, you think about a guy like um, the point guard, Markel Fultz. It didn't seem like the Sixers fans were ganging up on him. They just wanted better from him, and it wasn't working out. Whereas with Ben Simmons, there was some real vitriol around that guy. Well, I, I think that, again, with the process, and, and we're basically being asked as a, as a fandom to be patient. Mm. But this is all – there's a big – there's a big master plan here, and it's all going to come right, together yeah. at some point. And with all, you know, you have it wasn't just faults. It was Nerlens Noel. It was Okafor. And we got Embiid, yeah. but then it was Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons was, you know, an All Star. Definitely could pass and drive and do everything well, but it was literally like that one shot that he didn't take. And the city is just like, you know, that city is. They just want to win. I mean, like they think that people are mean there or whatever, and <laughs> but. But the Sixers fans and the Eagles fans, they're very sophisticated. They know the sport that they're watching. It's not just like, hey, we're here to get drunk and have fun <laughs> right. and boo when we're yeah. supposed to boo. Like, yeah. they're obsessed. Yeah. And, uh, and so, th- but they want a tough, they want tough winners that, you know, mirror the city, you know, so to speak. And that's why they traded Jimmy Butler away, right? Oh, but, I, I know. <laughs> I, know. Oh, I think he was perfect. I know. I know. He was perfect exactly. there. Exactly. Exactly. I got to pour salt in the wound. Well, it was a blessing to me as a Miami <laughs> Heat fan. That's why I actually appreciate that. I yeah, appreciate me it too. too. Yeah. Love and Tobias Jimmy. Harris is a good guy. That they yeah. And all of that. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, thank you so much. We're, we're wrapping up here. Uh, and, of course, we had Tom Rooney here, CEO of the National Thoroughbred Racing Association. Thank you for your time here. The Thanks, good thing guys. is, J Mart. This show might be ending right now, but the show goes on here at the second floor right. of the PBKC until 4 o'clock. Sports car memorabilia. Oh, until 3 o'clock today. 3 o'clock. We're cutting it off at 3 o'clock, so you got to make your way up here. Free parking, free admission. Get your way up here on the second floor, and until then, we'll see you again on the next show will be what? we got July 31st. Nice. So, again, last Sunday of every month, we do this thing big. Thanks again, Tom, J-Mart. It's been great. Uh, we've been live here on ESPN 106.3. Have a good rest of your day.